0: Cancer, diabetes, obesity, hypertension, and asthma are all examples of non-communicable diseases and sadly these diseases are the leading cause of death globally. But, do they really affect us here in Africa and are Africans really living with these diseases? Find out here at the African NCD Champions Podcast as we share incredible stories of Africans living with non-communicable diseases. My name is Ogweno Steven, and I'll be your host. Let's roll. With all of the sort of the experience that you really have at the moment with your condition and sort of um, what you've seen happening in the space, what are some of the solutions that you'd suggest uh, to government, to policymakers, to private institutions to improve the current living standards of people living with chronic kidney diseases, for example, and even broadly people living with other non-communicable diseases. So what what are some of the solutions that you've already thought of or ways, especially from uh, you know a person living with it perspective that then can be used to uh, sort of influence policy and sort of change a few things here and there, even from a private uh, organization's
1: perspective? I think- there's a number of things we need to do as a country. Mm-hmm. I think the first I would say generally is just we need to really fix our healthcare. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that is not working in our healthcare system, and in the process, we escalate conditions, mm-hmm. things that would routinely be under even from a lower levels, a dispensary, mm-hmm. to really scale up to now situations that they are now very expensive to manage. Mm-hmm. So, I think that is the base uh, the, the, the background upon which I think we'll start this
0: mm-hmm.
1: beyond that now specifically, I think over time, I think i've also had even suggestions to i 've written to NHF just to raise some of these issues mm-hmm. and one of the biggest proposals that I was making, I realized uh, what do we need to really do so mm-hmm. that we na- we need these conditions early enough, mm-hmm. meaning we need to we need to really do routine checkups. Mm-hmm. So you think of something like uh, this pap smear mm-hmm. for, for women the checking of cervical cancer, something mm-hmm. that can do, a, it, you can really be able to tell a lot from it mm-hmm. and it's a very cheap and manageable process. Mm-hmm. You do it like now easy for breast examination mm-hmm. which is always advised for, mm-hmm. for women routinely maybe once or twice in a year. Mm-hmm. Is a simple process, Mm -hmm. but through that we are able to really we can catch something Mm -hmm. at a very early stage and really deal with it. Mm -hmm. You look at something. uh, I would pick now kidney disease. Mm -hmm. Kidney, uh, kidney disease, chronic kidney disease progresses from stage one to stage five. Mm -hmm. This something that can take twenty years or ten years. Mm -hmm. So meaning. I would say if I was uh, somebody who was living in a system where maybe through NHF, a routine card like now, National insurance, insurance, like mm-hmm. NHIF, mm-hmm. this part of NHIF is a, is a mandatory mm. uh, bodily checkup, full body checkup, mm-hmm. every year where you are tested on now your organ functions, mm-hmm. kidney, liver, ward, blood, things like that. Mm-hmm. If part of maybe there was a, uh, a part of the package, mm-hmm. The package for having the insurance was now within every mm. once. I, I mm. only once you do a full body checkup. Mm. I think at some point somebody would realize maybe five years or ten years ago mm. that my kidney was trying to get mm. to have some problem. Mm. It's just a routine blood test. The, mm-hmm. uh, the tests getting uh, the kidney function test is just a blood test. Mm. So I think those are some of the things. Those are the easier game, things we can always get away with, mm. and I think through that we can really correct a lot. Mm. Is it not diabetes? Is not uh, these cardiovascular diseases? Mm. Is not cancers? There's a lot that we can really check just through having a routine checkup. Mm-hmm. So as early as somebody maybe in, at fifteen years old, this is something we can start. And you also realize even today we have even people younger than even twelve years old mm. who have kidney problems. So it can start as early as what? So I realize is is it will save even the NHF a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Today, if I was off dialysis through dialysis, I think uh, what NHF pays for me a, annually is seven hundred and sixty thousand. That's a re- reimbursement given to my facility for two sessions every week. That mm-hmm. is eight in a month, mm-hmm. eight times 52 mm-hmm. in, a, in a year. So you look at that, we really be saving a lot. Mm-hmm. We might even be using 100,000 on an individual in an entire year. Mm-hmm. But we've really saved ourselves from now, recouping all this mm-hmm. in an entire year. Leave alone the other expenditures along that comes, mm. maybe through private insurance and other things. Mm-hmm. So I think that for me, I always realize that if we really pick that particular direction, then we're able to really address all of these things in the early stages. Mm. Managing diseases in this our country, especially on not very well improved healthcare system, we don't have the best machinery, we don't mm. have the best diagnosis systems here, is very expensive. Mm-hmm. The first process, the problem would be before somebody even realize that you have cancer, you would have gone through maybe tests for around fifty or diseases. You will be treated through for pneumonia. You will be mm. treated for what? You will be treated for what? For before different. You finally things, before you finally you realize this person was having a cancer, mm. this person was having this, mm. this person was having pneumonia. You will be taken through. You'll spend a lot of money through that. So even our diagnosis system is a problem. But what is the easiest thing? Discovering these things when they are so early, mm. when the systems we are having and the machinery we are having is able to detect early, do early detection. Mm-hmm. But when now they become, they escalate and they become in their later stages, now they become complicated and even sometimes we, we don't have even the best machines mm-hmm. to discover them. If the best machines then they are in very expensive facilities mm-hmm. where most people cannot access normally. So I think that is always in a window that I've always looked at, is mm-hmm. a place we can really explore. Mm-hmm. So I think counties can really think about it, as we go into the space of universal health coverage, mm-hmm. we really need to look at the best way to really do that. And I think, yes, the county has agreed that we'll be pursuing an insurance-based system, mm-hmm. where like each household will be having an insurance card through the national provider NHIF. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an opportunity that we can, among the various reviews we are doing, mm-hmm. we need really to embrace mandatory checkup mm-hmm. annually mm-hmm. for all Kenyans, mm-hmm. so that at least we are able to really correct a lot of things in the process. The mm-hmm. other important thing is just, uh, I think counties are also messing up with health. Mm-hmm. I think uh, healthcare is not working with uh, in, with county governments, mm. I think uh, I've always been asking this question: If procurement for services like now the dialysis we are using was left to counties, mm. the way people fight, <laughs> argue about tenders, mm. and for us these are things you need them. Mm. I need a dialyzer on Wednesday. Mm. I need another one on Saturday. Mm. You can't re- you can't reuse. You you need a full package, Mm. you need quality tubes. Mm. You need all those quality. And I always think like, you look at the people, people play with procurement, getting substandard things in public facility just Mm -hmm. for the sake of getting kickbacks and here. I always see, if I go for dialysis and uh, a tube breaks, I always ask, okay, what will happen? Yes, it has never happened, but Mm. I say, what will happen? What will happen? If you procure Mm. the wrong dialyzer, Mm. then in the process I get infection. Mm. Because that thing it goes directly into my blood. Mm. I get an infection. How do you deal with that? Because somebody out of greed you procured
0: a wrong, uh, a substandard mm. thing just
1: to get a, a cut out of mm. it. So you ask yourself all those several questions and you see how uh, We are killing a generation mm-hmm. just through greed mm. and I feel the more we also have 44 units Mm-hmm. Competing on greed who is greedy than the other <laughs> I think at the end mm-hmm. of the day what we're doing We are competing ascending sending more people to grave and I see more people are dying Even in our clinic, I think last year there are four people died mm-hmm. some could be blamed for to blamed f- from just negligence mm-hmm. Uh poor management from family mm-hmm. and caregivers around this particular person mm-hmm. and many other things that mm-hmm. sometimes you might not even be aware about mm-hmm. but is, is a contribution of almost every other unit the hospital has played their part, mm-hmm. the caregivers, the ward everybody is contributing to that particular process mm-hmm. so you realize those particular things, I think we just need to take greed off things like health mm-hmm. and uh, that's the biggest problem I always have in this country where like now the infrastructure for dialysis is 70% provided by private facilities. Mm -hmm. You see, that is the most dangerous state to really have a healthcare where private Mm -hmm. practice is what really offers almost half or over half of that particular service. Mm -hmm. If there's a conflict between private and public government and then you see everything collapse. Even Mm -hmm. the fear now we're having is uh, private facilities have have, what, have threatened mm. to cut off dialysis from their services. Mm-hmm. If government goes ahead to implement this, New can policy. reduce capitation mm. so ask yourself fine in Kisum, mm. where we are today mm. we only, we have five private facilities offering mm-hmm. dialysis and one government one government which is the Yaramamu godinga teaching referral hospital. Mm-hmm. Which does not have more than twenty beds, and also does dialysis twice in a week, mm. Monday and Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Mm. So then I ask, these other five facilities, suppose they start stop offering services, what happens? What, what happens? Mm. As simple as such. Mm. And for us, like I go to Kisumu Specialist. We have patients from Riga, CIA. I know somebody come from Oyugis. Mm come there, I know somebody from Kakamega also mm-hmm. comes to that particular me So you look at that state, then you realize that yes, as much as health has become a profiteering area, mm-hmm. I think health is one of the things that we should not be delivering for profit mm-hmm. at whatever cost. Mm-hmm. So I think yes, we need to fix health, mm-hmm. but beyond that we also just need to improve on, service delivery, on service delivery in general, mm-hmm. and just tame um, our greed mm-hmm. when it comes to health. I think we can take our greed elsewhere. Well. Mm. So, but <laughs> health, I think, is w- costing lives. W- because health really costs life. Yes, health mm-hmm. is everything. You start from health, then it gets yeah, into everything else. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. then we won't even the voters, mm-hmm. even those voters, Where will you if, you they find them if they can't be on their feet, mm. and walk to a polling station. Mm-hmm. Then you don't extract any value from them mm-hmm. so as simple as that. yeah
0: yes. final question yes um what is sort of like your what is your what is your call to action you know what is your like final remarks especially uh to even just the normal people who will be watching and also listening to the podcast what would be like your call
1: to action okay i would say they say what if life gives you lemons, make mm. lemonade. Mm. So I think that is what it gave me, mm. and I try to make lemonade, lemonade out of the lemons that life has provided to mm. me. Mm-hmm. And uh, my call to action is something has to be done. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always believe you are not too little, too less, mm. too inferior, mm-hmm. too less not be able to do something. Mm -hmm. There is some innate ability in almost everybody. Mm. Young, old, weak, Mm -hmm. tired, sick, there's always something inside you that can always make a difference. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a voice, whether it's just by walking into a space somewhere, Mm -hmm. through your presence alone, there's Mm -hmm. always something that you can always do. So I always believe that, yes, in this business of living mm. there's a, we, we have we have a duty mm-hmm. to live this life better mm. so this is through our actions omissions mm. so you have to choose you have mm-hmm. to make a choice mm-hmm. you have to make a choice yeah so I think for me it's about choices so is which choices are you making mm. so for me is I've made a choice mm-hmm. beyond living my life beyond having a family it would depend on me in one way or another. Mm. I think I have a duty mm-hmm. to ensure that our healthcare improves, mm-hmm. and I think I have energy to do something about that. Mm. Challenge where I think NHF is doing a problem. Mm-hmm. If I can reach my MP, if I can reach my senator. Mm. I'll always speak to them, and that this is not right. Mm. We also in a very democratic space in terms of even communication mm-hmm. i can do a draft a letter and write directly to nhi mm-hmm. i think they love to read it mm-hmm. i've gotten responses even previously mm-hmm. so i'm trying to take advantage of this particular space in the same process i'm also talking to people around i also talk mm-hmm. to patients i mm-hmm. tell them your silence will not save me in this country mm-hmm. so i always tell them i will always be in the first lane mm-hmm. Even if there's a problem mm-hmm. today happening, I know I will almost be on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I always look at life, I always say, yes, these many things I'm doing, even mm-hmm. if today there's a, a space where a solution will be, will be made from. Mm-hmm. I know by, cho- by design, mm-hmm. or by default, I'm most likely to get myself in that particular space. Mm-hmm. So even now, like the case I've taken to court, if a decision will be made, mm-hmm. that we stay the because I'm the prayers. Part of the prayers I'm asking is to stay. We we we, we remain remains, status quo. Status quo. We continue with the dialysis. Two sessions of dialysis, which has been reimbursed at nine thousand five hundred. Mm. If those prayers granted, because I'm taking a constitutional case, mm. I've advanced several. Uh, statutes in the constitution. Mm-hmm. That at least uh, saying that yes, um, my my rights are being violated. I'm mm. um, along other five thousand patients. Mm. I'm looking if this case goes through mm-hmm. and my prayers are granted. Mm-hmm. There's another five thousand two hundred Kenyans mm-hmm. who would have benefited from this. Yeah. So as simple as that, Mm -hmm. just deciding that we want to proceed with this matter. Mm -hmm. Then the president, when I decided, some people came and told me, yes, you proceed. Mm -hmm. We can help you pay the bills. Mm -hmm. As simple as such. If that prayer is granted as simple as that, whichever way it will go, Mm -hmm. there's a decision which will be made. I know whether we sit again and discuss. Mm -hmm. We love to get at a solution which is better than what NHF is proposing. Mm So for me, yes, it will go down in history that at least something was done. Mm, but I, w- I would there. have made a decision to mm. continue going for my dialysis mm. as I wait for somebody else to do this, mm. which I'm sure nobody was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or if it was being done, it would have been done in a different way. Mm. Different from what yeah, I'm do really doing. So that's what I always say, is life is about choices mm. and there is a duty mm-hmm. in this living. That something has to be done mm. by almost everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling me, yeah, I'm cutting my space. Mm. Somebody else has a duty to cut in his mm. own. Space.
0: Everybody cuts their share. Yeah, you
1: cut your share and mm. you run away with, and it. with it. And I think if you're able to do that, mm. then I think we'll finally we'll make it better. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So that is how I look at life, and I think that is the spirit upon which mm-hmm. I keep on driving this journey of living. Mm. Yes. And with
0: that i think that's a very very strong point to sort of get us to wrap up this uh this season uh and with that i really want to thank you very much for being very apt with us sharing a bit of your story but also sharing solutions to that and really showing that even as patients living with non communicable diseases, we also have a choice and we have innate power within us that we can use to Create positive change and influence the lives of others like us who are living in the same space.
1: I agree.
0: And with that, thank you very much for coming. Thank you, too. All right. Now, that was incredible. Thank you for listening in. Share this with your networks and follow us on all social media at Storylink and at NCD Champions. See you on the next one.